I actually don't have wax in my ears. I've always amazed the doctors when I was a kid. Nothing. New fact about Josh. He never has had wax in his ears. Had wax? <laughs> I mean, everybody's got some wax, but... You just said you don't. I actually don't have wax in my ears. Oh, welcome to another episode of Use Your Words Podcast. Uh, my name is Paul, and got Aaron once again, who decided to bring another topic to the table. And um, again, when you get when you get a topic idea that's one word, I leave it up to the person who presented the one word to expound upon it to bring more life and uh, relevance and uh, clarity to what yeah, they mean by happen. it. That doesn't always happen with me. So that being said, hey, Mr. Johnson, welcome. And um, you gave me the one word, so I'm going to say the one word, and then I want you to define what this uh, conversation is going to look like as far as, like, what the topics that you're thinking of as far as related to this one word, and then, well, we go get going. So how about that? How's that sound? Yeah, sound good? Sure. The one word that Aaron brought to the table in the text message of quick ideas for podcast topics (laughs) was the word fear. Fear. Yeah, fear. It's a thing. A lot of people have it. Not almost everybody to some point. Um, but no, the, <laughs> the things that had come to my mind was just living in fear. And that's, well, I guess it's, it's having a, either, as what I think would be a healthy balance of fear, and then just living in fear to a, a dangerous amount. And then there's also, I mean, if, if it happens, it's also just thinking about, like, you know, as a Christian, having a fear of God. But then also, I guess it's just versus a healthy amount versus a dangerous amount, I suppose, really is the biggest thing about it. Because I feel like, for me, I'm generally in a, probably a worse area of it. I would say. In a worse area of it. Okay. Yeah. How so a worse area of it? And I'm, and, and, and I'm assuming it. we're talking the fear of God just segment. In, well, just in general. Okay. So how... Probably more so just in the... Yeah. Yeah. Just the regular one. The the regular fear but in I guess general, could, not fear of God. That could, bring, that could go back into him as well. Okay. So let, let's bring yeah. him back in. Bring, bring him back, back in. Huh. Bring him back in there. Okay. Which one do you want to explore first? Because these are really two... Separate areas. Could be. Yeah, these are really polar opposites. So maybe one part and a two part. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know. Well, let's see how this conversation flows. Um, So which one do you want to explore first? This is like me presenting you two pills. I need you to choose. That one. This one, which one is this one? You need to tell me which one this one is. Oh, well, I thought you had that one as just Yeah, but, what, but in this case, regular the fear? Regular fears. Regular fear in general about yeah, stuff. Man. Okay. Yeah. What does it do? Well, what does it do to you? How much years can it take off of your life? Oh, my well, gosh. Well, it depends how big it is. Now, 
When you're talking about fear in general, are you talking about stressing about stuff? Are you talking about actively being scared of things? Are you talking about yes. um, jump scares from like haunted houses? What type of fear are you? What type of what type of fear are you talking about? I suppose, and I guess yeah, you could probably classify some as maybe, I guess maybe more so as an anxiety than a fear, unless anxiety falls under fear. I don't know. But yeah, that's more under, yeah, anxiety is a separate. Separate thing. It can uh, be separate. They can overlap in some areas, but. Right. Because anxiety is that, like, how, how, how how's this person going to respond to me? I, I have to go up in front of these bunch of people and talk in front of them, and I hate talking in front of people, and I cannot talk in front of people, because if I talk in front of people, I cannot talk. Can I open my mouth? I get tired, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, oh, I need to go give a presentation. What if the boss hates me? What if they don't like what I present? What if they don't like what I'm going to propose to them what if they laugh at me in my face what if what i did was all false what if i start down the wrong path when i start researching this and what if i what if i what if i what if i what if I, <gasps> <gasps> wow sick in the worst case scenario on stuff so that's you know, not it, fear the, that's anxiety well it's a fear of failure okay so yeah it's a fear of being laughed at it's a fear of doing right. the wrong thing yeah so that's why i said we kind of have to define this a little bit more because they're they're intermixed in general right um they they anxiety is not fear and fear is not anxiety but an anxiety can be a fear and a fear can be an anxiety <laughs> and today is over now <laughs> you know think about this way you know you have a musician right yeah if you were all of a sudden, like, let's say, Aaron, you were at August Burns Red concert. Okay. Yeah. Something happened to the drummer where he got incapacitated. And they just look at you go, we know you. You play drums. Get up here. <laughs> uh, exactly. Nope. <laughs> That's your instant reaction, that anxiety. Like, oh, th 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 no. Excuse me, what? No. <laughs> um, it's that, why is that no? Because I can't play like he can. But just because you can't play like he can doesn't mean you can't play like you can. I but it's not going to be good enough for the show. I can't. I don't know the parts. Gee, sounds to me like you have a fear of failure and fear of not living up to Matt Granger. Granger's grinder. Grinder, uh, or whatever. Did you say grinder? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. But. But that's because that's what I mean. He he practices that for a living. Yeah, I don't practice. But they need you last. They need song. you last minute. They need I mean, you. I'll just make noise. Okay, and hopefully get a decent uh, following of where the songs are, or like how the structure is. Oh, yeah, no. but but that's more anxiety than fear. Like you have that little fear of failure, right? But most of it's like, oh, that's just no. That's just I know. <laughs> I know, but that, yeah. that's part of it. Like, yeah. you have that little fear of failure, but a large part of, am I going to be good enough? Am I going to live up to the standards? Am I going to, you know, yeah. all those what, things. Uh, okay. What are all the other drummers out here that can actually play this? What are they going to think of me? Oh, no. Yeah, so you've got <laughs> stuff like that going on, right? Right. So so that's why I said we have to define some of these things because there's multiple layers. This, this is like a seven-layer salad where each layer we need to unpack independently and see if they're all interconnected with one another. And more yeah. likely they are. Probably. Yeah. Okay. It, it's me. Yeah. So 
fear in general, you know, about stuff, you know, you ask the question, like, how much does stress in that take off? They estimate it takes about 2.8 to 3 years off of an average person's life due to stress. How bad is that stressing out, though? Now I'm just stressing about how bad it's stressing. Yep. (laughs) Years gone. (laughs) Yep, stress, you know, and that could be, like, stress or that can be anxiety. Yeah. You know, that, that what if about the future sort of stuff. That can lead to headaches, muscle muscle tension, chest pain, gastrointestinal problems, fatigue, changes in sleep pattern. Jesus. Symptoms of prolonged stress and anxiety um, have all those symptoms as well, but maybe a little bit worse. Left unchecked, this can lead to obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, even heart attack or stroke. Gosh, now I'm even more anxious. Yep. <laughs> they said combined with things like occasional smoking, that'll take be 5.5 years off. Lack of exercise, another 2.4 years off. I'm just a death trap waiting to happen, Paul. <laughs> or a happening, I should say. And you know what, though? I mean, death that is was 100%, for men. Though. Well, no, that was for men. For women? Is it worse? It's a little bit better for them. Lucky. So... They get it so easy. It, oh uh, their average is 2.3 versus 2.8. Okay. So, you know, 0.5 years. All right. Half, you know, half a year, six yeah. months. Jeez. Okay. They, they have six months longer to live and laugh. <laughs> but anyways, so fear in general, you know, just living with it and everything. And right now there is a lot to be anxious about. There is a lot to be afraid of. There's a lot of unknowns. We don't know what's happening yeah. fully with the COVID pandemic. Right. We don't know what's fully like happening with inflation and the government and everything. We don't fully know what's going on, like, with some of this social unrest going on in America, um, whether that's from, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement or the, right now, even after Afghanistan, there's a lot of unrest in, the, like, that veteran community. They're not happy yeah. with how that whole thing was handled. You're yeah. going to have the, your Antifas and all that. You know, all of them colliding. So there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of, uh, you just had unemployment benefits end for millions of people in the United States. Yeah. I'm really curious to see as to how or what that goes about doing. So, like I said, uh, quite a few things in there that just all kind of run together. And you said a very... Interesting thing before we start recording. Oh no, what did I say? Oh, you, what defines it? Or what no. defines it? Oh. I asked fear in general, not fear of God, but fear in general. Is it good to always have some? Oh, yeah. I said, yeah, depending on what apparently fear might be. Because <laughs> like, okay. I feel like there's things that it's like, okay. So. Explain your reason behind that statement that you think that having some fear at all times is good, and then we'll discuss it. Okay. I guess it. I guess uh, probably wouldn't be for everyone unless. Ah, okay. All right. So I'm thinking, like, as far as that goes, okay. I have a fear of spiders. Okay. As most and now everybody knows. Um, so for me, I guess this is a 
terrible example. I'll give a different one. But, like, I'm not about to go around and play with the spider. Especially if I don't know what it is. I'm scared of that thing. Okay. I feel like to a point, like, there's a there's a point where you can have a healthy fear. Where it's like, you know, it's, for me, I'm going to be afraid to mess around with something. Especially if I don't know about it. And I guess, to me, that would be... But maybe that's just not a fear, though. Because now I'm also thinking about, like, for me, going to Colorado, there's a very small smidgen of fear of what if you run into, like, a bear? What if you run into a mountain lion? So it's like having that initial fear makes me want to be prepared and be on the lookout for any potential danger that could happen. Okay. That would cause injury or harm or death or anything like that okay so so but is that then is that actually a fear though or is that just being cautious so i think you're conflating and this is my opinion here okay okay i think you're conflating fear with being cautious being cautious yeah there there is reason to be cautious when you're like around an unknown animal let's say a spider that you don't know about you don't know if you know it has enough venom to hurt you (gasps) it's it's normal to be cautious around a snake, you know, that you don't know. And if it can bite you and inject venom, yeah. it's cautious to be like, think like, okay, how do I prepare in case you run to a bear? Yeah. Okay. That's cautious. You're thinking about it. You're like, okay, I'm, I don't know the spider. I'm going to stay away from it. Fear would, would be, be, you see that spider, you scream like a girl, you well, run to the opposite end of the woods, happens. you run into the jaws of an open waiting bear then, and you'd be happy come here and dinner. Um, you know, fear that. would be, <laughs> you think about the bear in the woods. And I just don't even go. And you can't get over it and you can't go into the woods. Get into it. Okay. Well then. Fear is that trip to Colorado. Oh, there's these dangerous animals in the forest. I can I'm never go. i stay in my Airbnb. I, I, I can't, I, I just, no, no, no. I can't, I can't go. So that's me with talking to people about stuff, certain stuff then. <laughs> So that's what I said. When that's why I asked you when you're yeah. like, yeah, it's good to have uh, this fear. So it's just more of a common sense, cautious thing. Yeah, not so much a fear. Because if you're always in fear, you're always in an increased anxiety mode. If you're always in increased anxiety yeah. mode, that means you're always producing stress hormones. Stress hormones are not good for you on the human body. No. Do you know okay. what stress hormones do? They wear you down. Good job. Congratulations. Um, but what do they do specifically? Right? It puts well, work, hard work in your body. Right. Makes your body work harder. So there are three uh, particular ones, right? So cortisol and epinephrine, that raises a person's blood pressure. It raises your, your sugar levels. Cortisol alone lowers the effectiveness of the immune system. Oh, so being oh, stressed is not good for you. It's bad for yeah. It's bad for your body. Yeah, it's, it it's can bad. cause you to get sick easier. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I was just literally thinking. I was listening to. I mean, this is a while ago, but another podcast is mainly when this whole pandemic stuff started breaking out. You know, a lot uh-huh. of people are living in fear. And by living in fear, you're actually doing yourself more harm than good because it weakens your immune system. Yep. Holy crap. The body is a crazy thing. 
Now there is a difference between men and women when you when we get stressed. Yeah. In women, when there's this big rush of cortisol and epinephrine rushing through their bloodstream, um, they release oxytocin. That is released from the brain. It counters the production of cortisol and epinephrine and promotes a nurturing and relaxing like feeling and emotion for them. Men, we release some oxytocin as well, but not nearly as much. much as women do. Yeah. Oxytocin? You said oxytocin? Yep. What's... Is there any relation between that and oxycotton? No. <laughs> okay. It's got the first start, same start. Just just because it starts with the oxy, oxy does not mean. So I was wondering if there's any relation. I wasn't sure. No. Because oxycotton made me feel pretty freaking good after my surgeries. <laughs> but man, okay. So you know, those are some of those just basic generic stress hormones that happens. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong, that is also useful because that helps in like that fight or flight, you know, situation. Okay. So some of those stress hormones, they're getting, they notice one of the things it does, releases more sugar into your blood. Why would it do that? What would I you mean, use that sugar for? You up. No. Right? No. That doesn't, if, why See, we that? think of, we take sugar to make us like Ooh. energetic in that. Yeah. And in a way, yes, it does. But your body converts into another type of sugar that your cells use. It converts into a fuel for your muscles. Right. What, what, so your body that? is like, dumping fuel into your body so ready like, for your muscles to use it at increased loads than normal. Right. That fight or flight. Yeah. It's not a wake up. It's a. Uh, well. It's like. Adding more fuel to the gas tank. It's there. It's ready for use. It's in reserve. It's actively flowing into the system. Oh, okay. I guess, yeah. I view that as being like a, oh, thing. Makes you more, well, I, I guess makes you ready to go. Yeah. yeah. So they increase your heart rate. Yeah. You, they dilate your bronchial tubes. Whoa. Why do they do that? I don't know. You can get more oxygen to your brain. Die. Oh, die. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, never mind. All right. I they was... release fat and glucose, and by they, the stress hormones, yeah. bloodstream to provide emergency energy, so that way you can fight or flight. Right. So you can run longer than normal, wow. or you could, you know, you always see like those uh, things about, <laughs> you know, the woman that lift the car and all that because of yeah. child's trapped. That's how because they're getting all that. that energy. They're getting, <clears throat> their hormones are lending them, woohoo. In a sense, turning you into a mini Hulk. For that little bit. A little bit of time. A little bit of time. I was getting some of that last night walking downtown Racine. Because there was a ton of spiders down there. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, the, the so the stress hormones, they played some good in that regard. When you're in an emergency situation, you know, you're running away from someone trying to shoot you or rob you or something like that, okay? But if you're always in that constant state of fear, if you're always like, oh, the government's going to give me, oh, the government's going to give me, oh, the government's going to give me, oh, the COVID, oh, the COVID, oh, the COVID, oh, the COVID. That's not healthy to keep your body in. That is bad. Yes. Because first off, for health, you want your heart rate lower unless you're actually doing physical exercise. Yeah. You don't want to have your blood vessels full of 
fats and sugar all the time because, uh, hey, diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. You know, because your, your body has to do something with it. Yeah. It has to reabsorb that sugar somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's just not good on your body. It's just stressful. You yeah. just kind of always have Tires it, it out then... available. <laughs> yeah, eventually you'll be like, oh, guess what? I am dead. Well, not so much dead, but very much um, like always on edge. Yeah. And that always on edge is not good for you to be in. I am a very jumpy person now, so. Really? Yeah. Ish, kind of. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. (laughs) At least at work, I guess I jump a lot and they always ask me why I'm so jumpy. I was like, I don't know. Just taking over after my 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 mother, my mother more now, I guess. <laughs> so I'm coming back. Also, under high levels of stress, you know what happens to men? No. What? I don't. Take Probably a guess. Nothing good. I don't know. Was it lower testosterone levels? Yes. Thought so. <laughs> yeah, it, it lowers production of testosterone. Um, because your body is prioritizing release of other hormones such as cortisol, huh. which is more useful right now for you while you're in that current state of danger and stress. Yeah. So if you're always in stress, what's happening? Your your T's going down. Your cortisol and stress hormones up. are going up. Oh. Man. Wow. And that's the same thing with uh women as well it decreases estrogen for the cortisol and the others as well what the heck so having a constant level of fear is not healthy for you aaron so uh, have the level of caution is fine because you're not going into that fight or flight mode no but fear is bad Oh gosh, it could turn it no, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. What? <laughs> what? I'm trying to bring this into another therapy session. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, you know what some of the long term effects of um always being, you know, fearful and anxious is also? Mm. It can slow down other functions of your body which aren't necessarily needed. So like the testosterone or the estrogen, right? Yeah. It could also slow down your digestive system. Oh. Because you're not necessarily needing it to run. Right. Let's divert that energy elsewhere, right? What the heck? How do you... How... Wow. See, this is to a point where I feel like... I guess you could say Christianity is like a... Very, <laughs> I guess you don't have to just say Christianity, but I mean, definitely for me, I'm going well, to say that. Just, yeah. But there's like the whole like knowledge of, I guess, the future for a, a, for a Christian. But then I guess, oh yeah, other religions have their other, I guess, things that right. if you believe it, then you believe it. Um, to be true, uh, so I guess like, and as far as that all goes, 
I can see that being a good thing to help people manage that. Mainly because hopefully it puts them at ease and not so... I guess, as if depending on what it is that's stressing or causing you to have fear. If it's like the future or whatever. Stuff yep. like that. But some of it may not even be related to things like that. Be re to religion? So, yeah. So let me, let me clarify here. Yeah. Like if it's someone who's having like short-term burst of, of that, then yes, I could see that. Short-term burst. No, oh. so short-term burst of like fear of the afterlife, fear of what happens at when they die. You know, especially, oh. especially if they maybe get like a, uh. a cancer diagnosis or something like that. And right. they're like, what's, what's the next step? What happens if the treatment, what if the treatment doesn't work, you know. The, as far as that goes, could, yeah. yeah. But what if I'm you, just thinking like, oh, like livelihood, living, stuff like that, even with that, I mean, I don't know. But what happens when you have someone who maybe has had what the, what they call, they call it chronic fear. Chronic. Maybe they've lived under stress and fear for such a long time. And I'm not talking fear of spider. No. I'm talking like, maybe fear of an abuser. Or few, yeah. fear of harm, or maybe they're in our country outside the U.S., obviously, because we're pretty good here, um, where maybe they're under constant fear and stress of, are they going to make it to the morning? Right. You know, that that changes other things. Um, that long-term stress affects their mental health. That causes long-term fatigue. It causes clinical depression. It causes PTSD. How do you deal with those as well? Jeez. So there's a difference between that long-term and that yeah. short-term, I would say. The long-term, again, being that you're going to be living under this for a long time, yeah. you know? Yeah. The short-term being, you know, hey, you know, I just lost my job. And I'm not belittling someone who has lost their job because that could be very it, scary. Right. And it's like, I just lost my job. What am I going to do to feed my family? That, that That's a very anxiety-producing action and that's very oh, yeah. reasonable to be anxious a little bit in that and i'll admit it sometimes in the christian circle we sugarcoat it just a little bit like oh just trust god and da, da, da. It'll all go you'll be okay don't worry about it i okay. yes yes trust god yeah you know and people always go back to the the verses in the new testament where it's like well god clothes these lilies and all and feet provides for the birds of, of course he's going to provide for you and yes, that's reassuring to some point, in some degree. Just, yeah. But at the same time, we as Christians shouldn't be on the sidelines and say, well, God's going to take care of you. Have fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just drop it off there. <laughs> Maybe that's part of why you're in the conversation with them. Right. Now, I'm not saying we have, as a Christian, that you solve everyone's problem because that's going to put stress on you then. Right. But maybe you like, oh. You lost your job. I know someone who's hiring. <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff like that. It, it's not always a, it has to rest on you. There, There is a balance between helping people and helping yourself. Yes. And we need to realize that. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, so that, that chronic fear that I talked about, that has even more implications on people. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so, it's got to be rough. Besides weakening the immune system, cardiovascular damage, gastrointestinal problems such as ulcers, irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, decreased fertility, accelerated aging, premature death. It can impair formation of long-term memories, cause damage to certain parts of the brain such as the hippocampus, which makes it even more difficult to regulate fear. 
and can leave a person anxious all the time for no reason. Um, it also can interrupt processes. This is the chronic fear, right? Interrupt processes in our brains allow us to regulate emotions, read nonverbal cues and other information presented to us. It, it can interfere with us being able to reflect before acting or act ethically. It impacts our thinking and decision-making in negative ways, leaving us susceptible to intense emotions and impulsive reactions. And then I also include, it can include fatigue, clinical depression, PTSD. <sighs> so yeah, well, then yeah, I would say living in fear is not a good thing. Yeah. Just at all. <laughs> it is not a good thing at all. Wow. Cautious, yes. Fear, no. Yeah. So that's going to stop you from living. Well, it's not even well, going to stop you from living. It might yeah. hinder your ability to even think properly if it's a chronic type of stress. Right. You know, if it's a short term, yeah, it's going to cause some of those flight or fight or flight responses, but it's not going to cause you to get long term fatigue. But short-term fatigue is, that happens. Okay, yeah. I'm not downplaying it at all. But when you start moving from that that short to that long, that starts delving into some of that mental health stuff then, too. Uh-huh. It's amazing how all that kind of interacts with each other, huh? I know. It's freaking wild. <laughs> Just amazing, huh? <laughs> so living... It's, yeah. So it's almost like treating people's mental health could help out with some of these things as well. Yeah, a little bit. Go figure, right? They go together. Especially yeah. that anxiety and that fear thing. So, yeah. you know, there are treatments. And when I say treatments, like therapy type things that help with those things and people being able to more, uh, better control those right. thoughts. There's there's certain exercises you can go through that you learn how to take that anxiety and kind of just like, hey, I can't deal with that right now. We'll deal with that. On this day, push it to the side and deal with it then. Right. Mm. Well, then what happens when it's on your mind the whole time? Well, that's when you need to learn how to manage that. Well, no, that's not what I was going to say. Oh. That's when you got to learn how to let it go. How do you do that? You know what? That would, That's a whole episode in and of itself. Letting go? Yep. Right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there we go. We'll add that one to it. <laughs> to let go of something. Because, ugh. It's just, how, man, how do people, I guess this is, uh, like, how do people learn how to just deal with stuff? You know, a lot of people don't learn how to deal with stuff. Yeah. That's what causes is... problems. That's what causes like they said, the PTSD, it causes yeah. the fatigue, it causes the clinical depression. Yeah. Because, like, and I, th I guess I think about this because I guess for the longest time, yeah, it, there's always that impression, especially as a Christian side. I was like, oh, well, you know, yeah, you, God, yay, okay, you'll be okay. But it's like, at the same time, there's a lot of people that are, I would believe to be Christians, but then have very tough issues. <laughs> 
Sorry, this just made me think of something. And oh, no. I might go it. off here. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yay! <laughs> okay. All right, what's Paul? What's what, what's what's gonna happen here? I was saving this for the other podcast, but I'm guess I'm gonna do it here. The Maybe other one, I'll cross post this with the other feed. Uh oh. Okay. There is a YouTube channel. Oh no. I wish I could use the word hate because as Christians we're not supposed to hate, but if I could, I would subscribe it to this channel. I despise them greatly. Yeah. I think they cause more harm than good, and it's not Mike Lindell. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's a it's a YouTube channel that is a channel of a radio show. The radio show and the TV uh, YouTube uh, channel are called Wretched TV. Never heard of it. It's this guy who is you know does like a Christian radio show type thing. Wretched TV. Anyways, there was a video. That, uh, and I can't play it because, oh my goodness, they go after copyright so hard. And they don't allow any comments on any of their videos, which what? red flag one to me, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you don't allow comments on your videos, there's a red flag to me 100% that yeah. something's going wrong. <laughs> I check on their stream once in a while even though i disagree with 99.99 percent of the stuff they say there's some stuff that they say i'm like okay i can get behind that there was one recently that i wanted to leave a strongly worded comment but yeah. couldn't do it because of obviously they comments, comments. Were, comments were turned off and the guy was talking about mental health Oh, oh, I feel like I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> Maybe. Really? Yeah. I want to hear where you think this is going before I get there. Uh, oh. Well, I'm assuming he doesn't think if you have mental health issues, you don't trust God kind of thing. Bingo. That's what I thought. <laughs> Bingo. He essentially said that if you have enough faith in God, there is no way you could be depressed because you have faith in God and God is good and God is all that you need. Therefore, if you are depressed, you don't believe in God enough. Again, I'm paraphrasing it because... Yeah. I I <laughs> I wanted to just Yeah. Not I, w- I was not exactly happy with that. And cuz that how, okay, I mean, how popular is this channel? Well, I guess yeah, it just takes a search up. Cuz I mean, you think let's let's, how, let's check Social Blade. What the heck is Social Blade? You go so Social Blade allows you to find. You enter in a channel, and you can see their subscriber count changes and all that over time. Oh, interesting. Okay, because otherwise, yeah. Because next thing I'm curious about is how many people. Well, like, what? How big is their audience? And how many likes versus dislikes do they get? Yeah, kind of thing. 
So I got to enter their username, right? Uh, so they have a grade of, Ooh, okay. Ooh. So they give them a grade, right? Yeah. It's, uh, they're against the rank against the whole database. They have a rank of B. A B. But here's the thing. Their subscribers for the last 30 days are down 57%. Oh, wow. Now, how many subscribers do they, does he have? That's what I'm trying to find, like, overall. Um, yeah. Oh, 461,000. Four, wow. That's or 462,000. So, decent amount. That's but how many uh, subscribers they have? Yeah. Okay. So, their video views go up, are going up, right? Correct. But their video views for the last 30 days? Down. Down 27%. Jeez. What's so, their like to dislike ratio? Uh, I don't if know if they, I don't, I don't know, know if they give me that here. Okay. I probably have to pay for it, you know. Mm. But yeah, he cuz I mean, you think of how many people though that then are seeing that and depending on how many people like and agree with them, I mean, that's just getting out even more, potentially. Yeah. It, it it drove me nuts when I when I read that and or not read it when I heard, heard it. it. Yeah. Um rightly so. Yeah. It, and here's the thing. Okay. This is from episode two eight six nine. Whenever that was. <laughs> okay. Whenever that was, they don't give a date. Okay. Because uh, I'm on their website. Oh. And he, it, 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 the, the segment was called Reframing Mental Health. Reframing Mental Health? Okay. Yeah. See where I'm already concerned about it? Right. And this is how... We gravitate to worldly fixes when we should be moving towards biblical solutions. Okay, that sentence I agree with. Okay. Yeah. However, Dale Johnson at the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors Conference warns that we should stop associating people with a worldly diagnosis by looking with our natural eyes when the Bible gives us very specific terms of diagnosis. Dale Johnson makes it clear that our past experiences do not define our present, you, or your depression. The Bible is like a big eraser. When you are in Christ, it says that you are who God says you are, not what the world says you are. God says if you are in him, you are his. Okay. And that's how we should reframe mental health. And I was like, this isn't covering everything here. That's, yeah. This is covering... Like, you know, let's say an event happens, you know, let's say I was married and my wife died and, you know, that's a very right. tragic event. And I get depressed because of that. Okay. I understand that. And I can see a little bit of this when he's talking about this. Right. But like me personally, when it's a chemical imbalance. Right. And you're, yeah. To just say, oh. God, take it away. If you are in Him, you are His. You are God's. You are Jesus's. Uh, yeah. 
Go live and be merry. I, 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 I want you to know if I was not a Christian, <laughs> there would be so many. <laughs> there would be things said. So many things man. said, as well as double birds flying all yeah. over. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm being honest here. Yeah. Oh, no, for, yeah. Because there's this thing from 2018 as well, where it's like, beware Christian, you may have a mental disorder because you don't agree with some of his opinions. What? Yeah. I meant that's. So there's some, there's some just uh, (laughs) awful (laughs) stuff from this guy. Yeah. Um, Wretched TV, huh? Yeah. So on YouTube, I thought it was Wretched TV on YouTube. It's just Wretched. But if you search Wretched TV, it comes up, you will find it. And this guy, um, yes. It's just not, not okay. No, no, not at all. Uh, just made me want to. Vomit a little. Oh, so the video that really got me going. Yeah. On this. He did a video and he, okay. <laughs> if you he, see a video title said that says 10 reasons kids are cutting themselves. How many reasons would you expect to see in the video? 10. I think he did three. <laughs> oh my gosh. So is that clickbait too on top of? <laughs> so it just drove me just, nuts. Just a liar. So, but anyways, going back to it, you know, when you're dealing with mental health stuff, it, it, you you approach it differently. Yes. You don't just let it go off on this tangent because, you know, how you treat someone with PTSD, a mental health disorder or something like that is way different than comforting a person who has, you know, has anxiety about how they they're going to feed their family short, you know, that's oh, a short term versus long term. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, those are completely different things. Now, are they both important? Yes. yes. Completely they... important. Just because one is a short term does not make it less important than the long term. And just because something right. is long term does not make it more or less important than the short term. They both impact people's lives and how they live. They both impact how they interact with others as well as how they interact with their faith. They are deeply important. Yeah. Jeez. <clears throat> so yeah, living with fear is not a good thing. No. My mind has been changed. <laughs> Bring down the change by mind. Sign. Yeah, right. <laughs> living with little fear is okay. No, it's not okay. You know, and, and I'm going to be honest here. You know, some of the stuff that's going on with news media culture right now is trying to get you into that constant state of fear with COVID and everything, and everything BS. going on. Oh, yeah. So how do you deal with not being in fear? Like I said, long-term stuff and that and the like anxiety, you know, you let, let it go, right? Right. But we'll do a session on that. Okay. I'm going to take you on a guided let it go session. Ah, yay. Okay. Can we sing the song? No. <laughs> okay, take it. <laughs> Copyright. Oh, 
Well, if it's bad enough, it won't matter. If it's bad enough, I will matter because I'll be like, cut me. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. That was a horrible joke. No, I, oh, I thought you were just talking about like cut you out of the mix so we can't hear you. No, that oh, was a horrible okay. joke. But no, it's, so it's a copyright issue. Yeah. But so we'll do a guided uh, thing on that. I'll, I'll guide you through how I was taught it yeah. and how I do it. it. It won't be like a full 30 minutes. We'll probably do that as like a bonus thing because it'll okay. be like 10, 15 minutes at the most oh. sort of deal. Um, who knows? Maybe go longer. Don't know. Yeah, just me. <laughs> but with all this news media just like bombarding you with fear left and right, how do you combat that immediate fear stuff? Right. You know, well, one thing you can do. You get we'll to re- just remove it. <laughs> well, you can remove it. Yes. That being said, I also don't think it's wise to be uninformed. Yes, I, I think correct. it is wise to be informed about yes. what is going on. But so, like, who do you trust? Here's the answer. Yeah. No one. Just average everybody's so, information together. Essentially, yes. So let's say you hear a new story about a guitar shortage. <gasps> okay. I know that causes I anxiety. I, t- I remember that was a talk of at one point, the electric guitar was fading away. Yep. They're still here. Okay. Well, no, they still may be fading away long-term. You never know. <laughs> okay. But anyways, let's say you hear a report on CNN about a guitar shortage. Okay. What do you do? Well, a couple things. See if they have a printed article about it. Oh, because if they have a printed article, maybe they have some sources. Go to those sources and read the original source. Yeah. Do not read the news company's uh, way of how they describe the source. the sources. Read the original source. Yeah. Okay? That's one thing. If you can't find original sources, find someone else who's covering the story. Right. See what they say about the story. I guess, yeah, my pretty much, I feel like my first thing would be Googling whatever it was their story was that they were telling. But here, here, I never thought about checking here, here, Yeah. Here's my kind of what I do. If I hear a, a, a news thing from, let's say, Fox, right? I check what CNN says about it. Yeah. Just see what the Why am I doing that? Because, let's be honest, each news organization is going to slant it differently towards their leaning. Yeah. If I get an article from Fox and I get article from cnn and they both say the same thing hey guess what i better take it seriously now if they're conflicting do any of them post to original sources or do they post to interviews or do they reference interviews then can i find those interviews can i find those sources and not just the clipped out version of those interviews can i find the whole interview yeah now sometimes those can get long now i have the benefit right now i work from home so i can play those on my tv while i'm doing work still Right. So, you know, in that case, I have a little leg up over, like, say, you who can't have their headphones in the that office area. Uh, um, so I can I can reference back and forth and check it. Yeah. Now, if you can't find any of those back and forth and you find multiple sources and they're conflicting, at that point, you need to look at the data before you and decide yourself. Critically think about what the data is saying that you're seeing. The last thing, and I know this sounds like I'm trying to just um, be flippant about it, but I'm not. You know, as Christians, ultimately we have to say, look, it's out of our control anyways. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, we could still, we could still, uh, no, I'm yeah. not saying you're at the mall and you see an active shooter and you have an opportunity to stop it. You don't go, well, it's, it's out of my control. control. It's, it's God's in control. It's maybe God put you there to stop the shooter. To be the part to control it. Really. There, there are instances where, yet, yes, okay, God is in control. 100%, that's what I believe. Yeah. But there are instances when people are placed into certain situations to be able to affect the outcome, not because they affect the outcome to make you look great, because God says, I'm going to affect the outcome with you. Right. Yeah. You've been selected to be a part of his plan. So there are those times when that happens. So, yeah, you know, that's why I say, when I say, you know, sometimes go, I have no control. Like if it's a national thing, maybe some things that you have inside of your control is contact uh, your representatives in in Congress and that. Let them know what your opinions are. Yeah. But beyond that, pray for the nation, pray for the leaders making the decision. Yeah. And outside that. And that's where I, oh my gosh, I struggle with that one for sure a lot. As, uh, as far as the whole prayer for the leaders especially, because it's like I, always, I just automatically assume, man, they don't want anything to do with, with this kind of stuff. So I was like, why even pray for them? But we're told to pray for Pray for everybody. Yep. For our leaders, especially. Yep. So, yeah. So living in fear is not good for you at all. <sighs> Another life lesson learned a little so, bit. So. On the way to. Yeah, exactly. So I guess next month we'll go ahead and move over the fear of God one to next month and we'll talk sure. about that. As well as we'll do a mini soda on letting go. Let it go. And. We I will not sing a solo. Thank you. <laughs>